And welcome to the Read Entertainment Podcast, episode 387 for, what's the date today? February 19th? Is it 19th? 2023. 19th. Yeah. My name is Nathan Reed Spruce. Joining me this week, as you could hear, Connor the Cyberpunk Monk, Besh. And congratulations, listener. If you heard a cat purring during the opening of this episode, uh, you win a prize. Come no. to Nathan's house. Looking for your prize. No, no, you don't. And don't come to my house, please. I... I don't like having visitors. And we are also joined by our lovely friend, Andrew Rowe McFain. Oh, I am lovely today. Yeah, lovely. Very, very lovely. Uh, your cat, your cat's purring very loudly sometimes. He's just, he's so comfy. I'm in sure. His little bucket. He has a bucket? Yeah, it's, it's uh, the top of his, the top of his steps. Uh, so it's a little bucket bed. Oh, good. He likes to likes to rest his head on the on the edge of the bucket bed. Oh, did you get him steps so he can climb up to your desk? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I know that before you were talking about he only has three legs, so you have to like pick him up every time. Mm-hmm. That was so. why I got him this this little cat tree with that's basically just four steps and then a bucket bed. You you got you got that promotion at work, and you decided to splurge on a a little cat tree. It was $80. Jesus. Yeah, I think we paid like $80 or $100 for the cat tree for for our cat. Anyway. Uh, those, those big ones are those big ones are expensive. Anyway, may I ask you, Aroa, where can we find you? You can go to aroa.website. There's a bunch of links on there. You know, I don't have this podcast on there. <laughs> Why not? What podcast do you have on there? I've got Clinton's Core Classics, uh, the actual play podcast, Pathfinder, uh, first edition. Uh, the first edition actual podcast. Connor does it. I don't know. Beautiful. Perfect. Perfect. So you have that on there, but you don't have this one that you're on every week. No, I don't. I, I was, so it's finally not blocked where I work. So my, <laughs> my McAfee, uh, web filtering request finally got processed uh, and I went on there and I was like, huh, I don't have written podcast on here. Interesting. That the, the chat GPT got blocked at my work. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause we, my, my coworker and I, I had, I had gone there three weeks ago at, at work and I was like, oh, this is neat, whatever. And then last week my coworker was like, ah, I'm going to go there and, and sign in and check uh, and ask it something. And it was like, nope, blocked by your company policy. Interesting. Why would they do that, I wonder? Probably because people are wasting their day going, ha ha ha, funny machine. Maybe. Yeah, I know, I've been doing that. I, I'm guilty of it. I, yeah, I'm guilty of it, but I work from home like, you know, three, three, three or four days a week. So that works for me. You can find me, Nathan Reed Spruth. I'm, I'm everywhere at Reeton. Go to Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. I'm there Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time playing games. Uh, you can also find this podcast everywhere. Uh, we, we post it to YouTube every week, but if you want to just listen to it as an audio podcast, uh, go to Spotify, 
or any any place that you can find podcasts. If you're on iTunes, leave a review and we will read it on the podcast. So we are going to move on and ask Connor, because I started with the row first. Connor, what have you played this week? Besides Let's watching see. Whose Line Is It Anyway? I have watched a fair bit of Whose Line Is It Anyways. That's a great show. Um, I, I think I like Drew maybe a little more than Aisha, but that's neither here nor there. Colin's still my favorite. I've been playing a fair bit of Red Dead Redemption 2. This is a great game to not play the story of. I don't understand why these guys are always struggling for money. If you just, like, legally go out hunting, you could make a buttload of money. I am. That's true in real life, too. And that's something to get. I don't want to hunt. I Every single one of my guns, which in whenever I can own multiples of, I do, is made of solid gold, maximum upgrade, like... I own all of the outfits. I am a baller, and I'm still rich. But uh, that's that's what happens when you ignore the the main story and just go, ooh, collectibles, ooh, big open world. This game was made for me. But you don't rob because, banks. Uh, I mean, I I robbed a couple of banks. I think I actually just robbed a bank uh, yesterday in Valentine. Okay, yeah, you have, you have to rob banks occasionally for the story missions like i think you have to rob one or two banks i think it might be maybe it's a bank and then a train that you have to uh, rob. i mean you get you rob a whole bunch of i think you can just also like do that if you're short on cash but you can i could i could also just go out and hunt deer for 10 minutes and that that's that's it i could like buy a house in oh. 1900s money aren't there like epic hunts that you can do as well legendary hunts i've already done the ones that i can I'm now at a point where I need to progress the story to unlock more of them. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, go on. I'm sorry. I, I stopped you. And then, uh, you know what else is cool is having every video game console that you were growing up with in your Jinko jeans pocket. The Steam Deck is so cool. and I'm, I can't believe I waited this long to mod it. And now that I have, I'm. it's been a long time since I've played a Steam game on my Steam Deck. Let's put it that way. That was like, like the first thing I did on my Steam Deck was be like, okay, great. It's installed. I, I have everything updated. Now I'm going to install lots and lots of emulators. It took me a while, and now that those floodgates, like I've even got my uh, my opening and closing videos modded. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff you could do. I have custom achievements. You have the entirety of B-Movie as your opener? <laughs> I do not have the entirety of Shrek is my closing <laughs> video, which forced them to make an update because they're like, oh no, that guy has to wait like, what was it, two hours or something like that every time he turns off his deck? <laughs> oh, that's that's why you wanted the old podcast intro. You, you're going to put that as your opening theme. Uh, I don't remember why. I remember asking for that. I don't remember what I needed it for. Anyways, uh, and, and like, for example, the, the the way that I usually play games is like 15 minutes before bed. I go, all right, I'm nice and cozy. Let's play a video game, like, before I pass out. Lately, it's been F-Zero X on N64, which is a great game. Uh, lately, it's also been Metroid Prime, the, the remaster, which also runs great on deck once you spend five-plus hours troubleshooting it to make it run great on deck. And, yeah, yeah, uh, you said, you said uh, that you had to... Change the renderer from OpenGL to Vulkan. Well, I did a whole bunch of things, but that ended up being the one that made it go from, like, kind of basically not playable to totally absolutely playable. That makes uh, a lot of sense. 
Yeah, was... the big issue is when I switched it to Vulcan, it would like at first I was just like you'd go back in the game and everything be black and it'd be like, ah, oh, must not be compatible or whatever. Uh, what I would notice though is like if I tapped the screen or if I moved the mouse or whatever like that, uh, the game would show back and it'd be rendering and like it's it's working. I just had to find out what the issue was, and it ended up being a compatibility mode within Steam. Like I had to turn on developer mode to turn it on. Interesting, and, uh, and, and that fixed it. Yeah, I was I was telling you during the one of my streams that I think it's because it ran like kind of garbage before because OpenGL would then have to convert to Vulkan because Steam OS only uses Vulkan basically. Mm-hmm. And so if there's OpenGL or a DirectX call, they convert it all to Vulkan. So that would add a layer of complexity that would slow it down. And then if there's Vulkan, you just use Vulkan and that, that makes it work out a lot better, which is an API setting, which some of the people who listen to this might not know what we're talking about. Uh, did you play anything else of note? Uh, this is the first time I've gotten Paper Mario to look good on an emulator. I don't know why it's so special on Steam Deck, but hooray. Maybe the resolution? Oh, no, uh, also Kirby Crystal Shards, a game that's usually notoriously awful to emulate. Uh, it, it just works fine. So I'm, t- I'm accepting all of these small wins. The, the child nostalgia addict in me couldn't be happier. And this is the next the next time you play Earthbound, it's going to be on your Steam Deck. I'm actually if I wasn't already in the middle of an Earthbound playthrough on my phone that I started before I uh, I modded my Steam Deck, I totally would be playing that right now. That makes sense. Uh, we are going to move on. We're going to ask Oroa what games he's played this week. Uh, not a ton. Um, I mean. Have I really done much of anything besides Vampire Survivors? I don't think so. I've just kind of been casually doing Vampire Survivors. Yeah, you've been uh, on vacation this week, right? Well, I worked uh, Thursday and Friday and was was very, very busy those days. Uh, and also on Monday. So I really only had Tuesday and Wednesday. So I didn't play a ton. I did... Um, I'd also play uh, Potion Craft, which is on Game Pass, because I renewed my Game Pass because I realized that uh, Atomic Heart is coming tomorrow. Nope, not so tomorrow. Like, yeah. no. Tuesday. It's on the it 20th. Says two, it's it says two twenty. Really? I just read yeah. that it was going to come out on the 21st, but... I'm I'm looking at it right now in, in Game Pass, at least. Interesting. Okay. But, yeah... Uh, Play Potion Craft, which is a really chill puzzle game, sort of like that. Uh, it looks like you have played it, so um, yeah, you bit. just you just kind of you got people come in, they're like, "I need a potion to kill rats," and then you add the ingredients to like move the thingy in the direction that gets you to the poison effect, and I can see where where it's going to get like really like complicated but the thing i appreciate most is that there's no time limit on anything so if you are struggling to figure out how to get your thing where it needs to go you can you can just keep trying as long as it takes i like that like that a lot there's also a recipe book so once you figure out the potion you can just click on the recipe and make the potion yeah yeah but there and, and 
like there's a part of that where you you use all the ingredients that you used that time that you made the potion and over time you could discover a more efficient way of making the potion so then you can overwrite that previous recipe with a more efficient version of it which i think is a really neat idea like, yeah. it's it's so elegantly put together while still being so very chill and i like that a lot i've mainly been playing it like right before i go to bed good good so you haven't played a lot of stuff just uh just vampire survivors and potion craft pretty much just been very cash uh <laughs> please, you have been, please stop. You've been you've been on the opposite end of that spectrum though i think i saw i i have been so uh on monday i played some overwatch with uh, with some friends and did okay in some matches and bad in some other matches but all in all it was a fun time it's still a good game i still don't like the 5v5 as much as i enjoyed 6v6 and I think that's because you only get one tank. And so if you have a bad tank, you're screwed, basically. And I also played Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I played some Persona 3 Portable. And that's a good game. But, you know, it's it's a, you know, 75 hours. If If you play, like, straight through the story, it's like 75 hours. So I'm about halfway done with the game. And... <laughs> I I still got like another month and a half to go. It'll be fun. It'll be great. And then on Friday, uh, I'm very excited because I'm also talking about Game Pass, Mount and Blade 2 Bannerlord was added to Game Pass. And that game is fun. Have you guys played Mount and Blade Bannerlord? I know, I think Connor's played Mount and Blade, the original. Yes, and I'm very surprised that you were playing this. I would have never in a hundred years have guessed this would have appealed to you. Same. I like it. I like those games. It's Mountain Two, or Mountain Blade Two, Bannerlord, which I'm just going to call Bannerlord from now on. Is just it's way better than the original Mountain Blade game, or or even Warband. It's so much better, and you have like actual. You had quests before in the original but with Bannerlord it just feels so much better put together I I am having a lot of fun with it so I don't know if I'll continue playing it also I really do like sometimes you'll go up against uh like a group of enemies and you'll like raid a bandit camp and at the end of the bandit camp they'll be like hey leader versus leader I'll duel you and you can duel the the other leader, or you can be like, no, screw you, and just have your men kill their men. I so far have always done the duels and just just beat the leader in the duel, but I do like that they give you that option. That way, you you run through this bandit camp, hopefully losing none of your guys, and then once you get to the end, you can just do a duel and and claim victory. It's pretty great. Uh, have you, so you haven't played that, Connor? Specifically the new one? No, 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 I have not. It's good. I think, I think you'd like it. And I assume uh, Roa hasn't played it yet either. No, but I do intend to, because I, I really liked the first one. I really like the first one. the one that had a, a million gajillion mods and the, the Ice and Fire one was really popular? Was that Warband? Probably mm-hmm. Warband, yeah. I think that was the, I mean, like, it was fun. 
but I, I'd have to be like in a, a place where I could dedicate the right amount of time to really get into it. Yeah. Because that's not a things... game you could accurately play in 15 minute bursts before going night night. No, I I played Bannerlord for three hours and I was like, I'm going to do crafting. And I crafted an item. Because you have to like source all of the materials yourself. So you have to get go and get the iron ore and go get the wood and, you know, like turn the wood into charcoal so that you could light up the furnace and melt smelt the ore. And it's it's a lot of work. A lot of work Do you want to know why the Romans blade. were so badass at work? Like at uh, war, that is? Because they were really good at supply lines, homie. Yeah. I If you've never gotten into these games, war is like a whole lot of micromanagement of big old systems working all at the same time. It really is. And I don't think I played anything else, uh, at least nothing of note. So we're going to move on, and we are going to talk about some news stories. The first thing is actually about Steam and Steam Deck. So this is from Engadget. It says, Steam will now allow you to copy games to Steam Deck and other PCs over a local network. Wow. Wow. That, that, it's funny because, because like Linus Tech Tips put a ton of effort into like creating their own server. So that way when people that are working there are like, we need to download a game for testing or whatever. Well, it'll hit their servers before it'll go to, before it before it goes to the Steam server, so that way it downloads faster. They went through all that effort, and now it's useless because you well, can just. I mean, to a point, like right. it's it's uh, you could still build a more effective infrastructure than this, doing what what they were doing because I am imagining that they're, I can't remember what the tool's called, but it basically. Uh, it hijacks your DNS to point the the Steam uh, the Steam client instead of reaching out to Steam's servers resolves the the Steam server name to your local server where you have this this fake content server sitting there with all the game installs just cached on there. So it just edits a host file. Pretty much. Um, Except for but, without editing a host file. Also, don't ever fucking edit a host file. Well, Please. don't do it unless you know what you're doing. Yeah, I had... I'm going to go into a little bit of a rant, but one place where I worked, they had edited the host file so that if it's like, okay, and I don't know why they did it this way. Uh, it was like 10 point, 10 point, whatever, will always be this particular server that we have, which at the time was called Lois. And then uh, they did that with a Lowish. few other servers. They did that with a few other servers, which is great until we changed the IP address of the server for some reason. Mm -hmm. And then anytime somebody tries to to reach the lowest server, it gives them a redirect error, and I have to go and edit a fucking host file on like two hundred machines. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so we uh, should just have a local DNS server if you're a company. We had one. Like, anyway, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about this story. Uh, it says here from Engadget, Valve is giving Steam Deck users with slow internet connections or bandwidth caps a new way to install games on their devices. The latest Steam and Steam Deck betas add local network game transfers, a feature that allows you to copy existing files from one PC to another over a local area network. 
Valve says the tool can reduce internet traffic and lessen the time it takes to install games and updates since you can use it to bypass the need to connect to a Steam content server over the internet. So I wonder if I wonder if this is like copying one to another like straight shot or if it can do like if you are in like I don't know an apartment complex or like a dormitory and so you have like a bunch of people all on one network if um, like it can it do says, it torrent style it says here by default the feature is only set to work between devices logged into the same Steam account uh it says but you can also transfer files between friends on the same local area network. It is also possible to transfer to any user on the same network, which is something that uh, you would do during a LAN tournament. So uh, I think as long as they're on the same network, yes. But it doesn't specify if it's like if it's just copying the files in, like from one individual PC to yours, or if it can like start downloading some files from one pc and download some other files from another pc like, I, like as in torrent that's what i was gonna torrenting. say like a, like like a torrent or a, a peer-to-peer network yeah it doesn't yeah. specify that i i would assume i i would fall back on the assumption that it's just 1v1 it probably is but just judging by the way that they're describing it yeah so that that's actually really neat i like that also it could just be like It'll if somebody else on your network happens to have that game, it'll just start grabbing it from that person as long as the setting is enabled. Yeah, it's super cool. It's it's really cool for well, like specifically the Steam Deck, but like also, you know, people who live together and play happen to play the same game. Like like me and me and my wife, we often play the same games, and that just limits how much we have to download. Yeah, that would, I mean, not that you really have to worry about it, but not that yeah, not that I have to worry about it all that much, considering. But like for a vast majority of people, only having to actually download it one time is pretty huge. I before I got super fast internet, would uh, I would often copy games that were huge, like Dead by Daylight or whatever. I would copy them onto like an external hard drive or or like a network drive. And then I could uninstall it from my local machine and then reinstall it from that other machine because I had such little storage on my on my main computer. So I'm glad you said that. That's exactly how I've been handling getting games to my Steam Deck most of the time. Like if for some reason I can't download a game while I'm at work, I'll download it at my home computer and then just put it on the external. And the USB C that's probably still gonna be faster than using the the over the network tool, admittedly. Yeah. Yeah, I I remember back in the day the way that we would install Call of Duty Two, not Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, or anything like that. The old Call of Duty Two, you could just copy the program from program files over to somebody else's program files, and that's how we all played the game. Yeah, we did that in in my networking academy class in high school with uh, Halo Combat Evolved. Oh, Not wow. exactly the same, but I do remember formatting my iPad or iPod, that is, so I could play World of Warcraft off of it, off of the school computers. <laughs> that's I felt wait. like that was of the sign of the times that we were in growing up. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. But yeah, so this feature is uh, in beta right now, so it'll probably be out here in another month or so uh, on 
Steam and Steam Deck. If you want to opt into the beta, there is a way to do that as well. Uh, but I don't know. That's sometimes there. Sometimes there's some issues with betas or alphas, as you may know from like Star Citizen. Anyway, moving on, and we're going to talk about Microsoft and Game Pass. I love Game Pass, but apparently, I don't know if you knew this. Uh, Game Pass means that less games are sold or fewer games are sold. What? I you know. Mean a service where you don't buy games and instead pay a subscription fee means that fewer people are buying games? Yeah, I know. I, I am shocked. I am. It, it sure is a slow news week, isn't it? Well, this is actually because of the the Sony slash Microsoft lawsuit that's going on right now where Sony is trying to get Microsoft to not be able to purchase Activision Blizzard. And part of this is basically Microsoft has to come out and maybe not lie, but fib, fib a lot about why they should be able to buy Activision Blizzard. Because if they come out in court and are like, no, Game Pass is great. It's fantastic. We're making so much money on Game Pass. We're just making money hand over fist. Why are you blocking this decision? Why can't we buy Activision Blizzard? So what they're doing is they're coming out and they're like, no, 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 no. So, you know, Game Pass actually makes it so that we don't sell as many games. We're not Game Pass doesn't make us any money. We, we get nothing out of it. And this is from this is from TechSpot. Uh, in context, it says Microsoft has been on the defensive since announcing the $69.7 billion Activision Blizzard King <laughs> Activision Blizzard King acquisition. Regulators, I, I hate that they're buying King. Regulators worldwide have... They're all the same company. I know. I, I just hate that name. I also hate King because I hate mobile gaming. Anyway, regulators worldwide have uh, had the buyout under the microscope, tying up Microsoft's timeline and forcing it to offer concessions that says it was planning to provide all along. Now the CMA indicates that it might not grant its approval because it thinks it's bad for UK consumers. So apparently the UK thinks that this might be a bad deal. Uh, and it, it would be. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point, right? Is they want to create a monopoly. Yeah. So the UK's uh, uh, CMA, the Competitive Markets Authority, came to a provisional conclusion that Microsoft's Activision Blizzard could harm gamers in the UK, specifically the government watchdog, cited the potential for higher prices, fewer choices, and less innovation. I mean, they're already doing the higher prices, right? Yeah, and they're really not innovating at all. Like that's that's kind of part of part of what makes this weird is that like, yes, objectively, it's probably a bad thing for Activision to become owned by another conglomerate, so that you have an even larger mega conglomerate. Uh, that that's generally bad in every market, but at the same time. Activision is such a an already greatly maligned company. Like everyone hates Activision. They, yeah. they hate Activision almost as much as they hate EA. And they don't put out anything except for the same derivative garbage year after year. I on the one hand, like, yeah, I get it that like competition is extremely important in the marketplace, but it's Activision. 
Like, yeah, it's, they it's, they don't do anything good. <laughs> they've they've made yeah the last you know fifteen twenty years they've made Call of Duty, and it's just been the same Call of Duty game over and over and over again. The and last innovation they had was ripping off Fortnite. What was that? Uh, Call of Duty fucking Blackout or whatever. Oh yeah, War- Warzone as well. Yeah, that's it, it. Was, I think there was Blackout was their original one. I don't. I genuinely don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and because I played that one, I played that in beta, and I I won. I actually won a match. And Connor was there. He saw it. Yeah. <laughs> like like I go into I go into the Battle.net app, which is technically Activision and Blizzard's PC launcher. And there is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Vanguard, which I don't even know what that is. I don't remember what that is. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 campaign remastered, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, and Crash Bandicoot 4. Like, that's all of the actual Activision games. Everything else in here is Blizzard. And even then, like, yeah, they, I wouldn't necessarily call Warcraft innovative. <laughs> yeah, they've got Warcraft, they've got Diablo, and they've got Overwatch. Oh, and Star StarCraft, but uh, there hasn't been yeah. a new there hasn't been a new StarCraft game in ten years. No, they're putting more effort into into Heroes of the Storm than they are StarCraft. Which, like, okay, I don't even like I don't even like StarCraft, really. By the and... way, um, I I was just recently playing StarCraft Two. The prices that they charge for in-game content, fucking ludicrous. You considering it's, it's all like ten years old? Skin. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a uh, it's upsettingly high. It would be hilarious if, if in court, you know, they're like, do you, th- you know, we think that this is going to lead to less innovation. And then the lawyer's just like, it's fucking Activision. <laughs> I, I swear I remember something like that coming up early on in this whole procedure of Microsoft basically being like, Activision, like, doesn't even put out very good games. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh that'd be great oh that's like uh that's something that we would we would do (laughs) we would be terrible lawyers but anyway i i I, we're gonna keep following this because i want to see what happens like while i don't really care either way on if if they're able to get it because there's no games that i really like from activision right the only the only one that i play is overwatch and that's just because i have friends that also play it. I'm and... really curious. Like, if, if this, like, I on the one hand, I don't want it to happen because I'm afraid of what will happen after that because I play WoW. But, like, at the same time, I'm so curious as to what their plans are because you know they'll change the business model. Yeah, like... I am, I'm curious. I'm also curious as well because right now they have a $15 a month plan, which I think... They should have dropped to $10 a long time ago, but that's just me. But they, you know, it's $15 a month for World of Warcraft. And what happens if it gets put on Game Pass? Like, are are you going to get a free subscription? Will it give you in-game currency? Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. 
Like, it, I, I so just want to know that. I don't necessarily want it to happen because I'm terrified that it's going to be World of Warcraft is now free to play for everybody and it'll be awful. I wonder it's if it would well it's coming. I wonder if it would be it's free to play if you have a Game Pass Ultimate. Like it's if you get Game Pass Ultimate for the but fifteen dollars a month. I still think or or at least wonder like if they did do that, would the quality of the game go down even further than it already has? Because like that's that's an income that is that is being stretched out over everything that Game Pass is paying for, as opposed to just fifteen dollars a month for basically just making World of Warcraft like work. Right. I don't I don't know. And there's already like an in-game shop in WoW. It's only a handful of cosmetic items and a couple of like fancy things, but it, none of it is like gameplay affecting and it, none of it is like it's not like an armor set or anything. It's just like a pet that you can find other versions of it in the game for free. Well, you know, as part of the game, whereas like I would so very much expect that if they if they took it in a free to play direction or even if they added it to Game Pass, that we're also going to see shit come in of like, well, now you have a WoW premium version that's like an extra $5 a month or whatever, and you get this many of the premium in-game currency. We've got we've got uh, prismatic diamonds that you can use to buy cosmetics every month because so that, you know what? Oh, shit. I just realized, oh, shit. Uh... So they just added uh, at the beginning of the month a cosmetics store. Uh, it's only cosmetics, and it updates every month uh, called the Trading Post. And there's a separate currency just for that Trading Post that you get through in-game achievements. But fuck, they could easily just convert that into a cash shop. Yes, uh -huh. they could. Well, we'll see what happens. But there's already a uh. cash shop. I remember somebody... Who... Yeah, you can just pay straight up real money, but I'm thinking like, oh no, they could easily sell trading post tokens for like $5 and you get a bundle of 700 of them and every item in the store is like 200. So you're going to buy three items and then you have this 100 tokens left over. Well, you got to buy another 700 tokens so that you can use all your tokens. Yeah, I I remember... Years upon years ago, when the Sparkle Ponies came out, there were two people. I guess it was $25 per Sparkle Pony. And my sister had some some people that she knew who decided not to pay their water bill, but they bought two oh Sparkle Ponies. God! Because they, they both had to have one. And, um, uh. yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. It's bad that, that people will choose to go that route. But we're going to move on, and we're going to talk about something that uh, – I also don't like, I think this is worse than the, the Activision Blizzard thing, is there are seven states that are pushing for ID checks on adult websites, which it, it's, it's, I don't like it when they, when they do stuff like this because you know that this is just like the tip of the iceberg. They want to go further. 
Um, I I know years ago, years ago, and I don't think the bill passed. There was one state that was trying to require you. You had to pay twenty dollars to the state to be able to view porn online. Uh huh. You had to buy a porn license. <laughs> yeah. So this is again from TechSpot. Uh, it says, after Louisiana became the first state to require that residents provide ID when visiting major online porn sites, Florida, Kansas, South Dakota, and West Virginia introduced similar laws, uh, according to a tracker of the Free Speech Coalition, while Arkansas, Mississippi, and Virginia appear closer to passing their own age verification bills. In Arkansas, the Protection of Minors from Distribution of Harmful Material Act would require state residences to provide a digitized identification card before viewing uh, a pornographic website defined as a site in which 33.33% or more of its content is harmful material. How? <laughs> That's such, like... Stupid language. It's, it's shit that, that people who have never used the internet and don't understand it, that, that's what you put into a law. Yeah. Because you don't get how a website fucking works. Like, how yeah. do you define, how do you, how do you even measure any of that? You, yeah. you don't. How do you define 33.33%? And what is, what is harmful material? Uh, they actually go on, uh, they they go on like they they say it's pretty ambiguous definition, but Motherboard notes that Arkansas bill, which refer, refers to pornography as a public health crisis, Jesus Christ, uh, goes into detail on what it considers harmful to younger viewers, specifically body parts and certain acts, nipple of the female breast, pubic hair, anus, vulva or genitals, touching, caressing, or fondling of nipples, breasts, buttocks, the anus, <laughs> or genitals. Or sexual intercourse, masturbation, sodomy, bestiality, uh, oral co uh, copulation, flagellation, flagellation, uh, flagellation, uh, pooping, exhibitions of sexual acts, or any other sexual act. You couldn't read excretory functions. I could, but it just means pooping. <laughs> that's all. That's all that they're saying, right? They're they're just saying poop. Um. So that's the Arkansas bill, and it it shows a little picture down here that says, please verify your age to access Pornhub. Louisiana law now requires us to put in place a process for verifying the age of users who connect to our site from Louisiana. The privacy and security of Pornhub community is our priority, and we thank you for our, your cooperation. So uh, I think that it's it's time to lead into our sponsor, NordVPN. Uh <laughs> I yeah, they, wish they mention they mention even in this article that like yeah, you could just use a VPN to get around this. Yeah. Like and granted it's so I I guess one could argue that that accomplishes the same thing at the end of the day because most VPNs that allow you to target a specific junction point you're going to have to pay for at which point you're probably an adult. Yeah, that's but, true. But, but I mean, that there doesn't are other change ways. the fact. Yeah, that doesn't change the fact that there are plenty of of ways of getting around this. That and also the fact that like Twitter exists, and that there are a lot of very niche porn sites that don't like that aren't going to necessarily be noticed by this bill because obviously this bill is for the Pornhub network 
uh, whatever the fuck that company is that actually owns Pornhub. Uh, it's going to be for uh, X videos and X hamster and all that shit. Like, it's not going to be for the like forum sites that post like leaked only fans, which that's an interesting one. Does, does this count for like only fans? Does only fans even well, but does it because only fans has consistently marketed itself as a place for not just pornographic shit. So that's yeah, a, you'd have to say you're 33 point whatever <laughs> users doing pornographic content or not yeah and they would have to find a way to to check that yeah uh it's it's also fucking stupid and 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 on top of it all mind geek that's the Pornhub company by the way uh but i guess like one thing that would hopefully come out of this that won't but should come out of this would be uh the whole like that mastercard won't like work with these companies yeah you know? yeah that's possible but i i just i do want to bring up one another story from uh three or four years ago uh and this is from abc news it says louisiana lawmakers reject bill to set a minimum marriage age yeah that was something that was going around on social media like yeah. Right, right as this was coming about, because it's like, oh, I get it. So, you know, we we need to be able to marry children, but uh, keep them away from the porn. Yeah, it says uh, Louisiana lawmakers rejected a bill on Sunday. This was years ago again. That would have set a minimum age to marry and instead rewrote the measure to allow those under age 18 to wed with a parent's blessing. And this is also not... This isn't just Louisiana. There are a number mm-hmm. of states where Republicans in particular have been like, no, we can't have a minimum age. That's against the Constitution or some bullshit. Yep. Like, okay, I guess, I guess, you know, Republicans just really like Saudi Arabia or something. Or or there was the other one that happened uh, after the Roe v. Wade was overturned, where there was the 10-year-old who had to travel to another state from Ohio because Ohio wouldn't let her get an abortion, and she was ten. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, basically, fuck Republicans. Moving on to the next story, uh, fuck Elon Musk as well. This is from Twitter, and it's so stu- okay. This isn't from t- Twitter; it's from Tech Radar, but it's about Twitter. And Twitter is doing something really, really stupid. They're making the least good two-factor authentication. <laughs> locked behind a paywall. So there are there are different forms of two-factor authentication. One is was text message, right? That, that's like the first one where they would send you a text with a code and then you would put that code in. Uh, that still exists, but now we have like Google Authenticator, Authy, stuff like that that works in a similar fashion but is more secure. They are locking two-factor authentication uh, via SMS, via text message, to Twitter Blue. So in order to be able to continue using two-factor authentication via text message, you have to pay 8 or $11 a month. They are, they are desperately, desperately <laughs> trying they want, they to want find... They want money so bad. 
they're desperately trying to find a way to actually make Twitter blue seem attractive to people, and they are just failing at every fucking opportunity. The 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 best thing about Twitter blue is I can look at people and be like, okay, you have a check mark, but only a hundred and fifty followers. Your opinion is fucking useless. Yeah, you're you're bad with money and you're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck is wrong with you? You're paying that anyway. I don't know why somebody would pay for that check mark. So, uh if you have if you are using two two factor authentication and using uh SMS for stuff, I would suggest for every instance switch to either Google Authenticator or Authy. I don't know what you guys use. It's part of my password manager. Uh, what password manager do you use? One password. Oh, right, right. And what about you, Connor? Google Authenticator. Yeah, that's what I use. It's super easy. You can transfer stuff pretty easily if you get a new phone. Uh, it does kind of mess up if you don't, if if you don't like if if you break your phone, right, or you lose your phone or something. Uh, but in that case, I suggest you create a backup and put that backup somewhere where you're going to be able to grab it like a, a Google I, drive or something. I think for a lot of normies, if you want cloud backup of those keys, you should use Authy. Authy's really good. Yeah. And so I just thought that this was a fun thing to end on because it's so stupid. Like what does Twitter blue even really offer you other than the check Mark? Uh, and I'm, I'm it clicking makes on it right you now. show up. It makes you show up higher in like the responses and stuff. Oh. Like it just it it makes you look more important whenever you're not. Speaking of which, and, apparently, I I read a story this week that Elon Musk was very upset and and made it so that his engineers made it so that his posts would always come first. Yeah, because somebody else was on top of his post, like was getting recommended more than him because they were more popular yeah. than he was. Cause he's a fucking little bitch baby. Yeah. But so I am, I am, let me look at this. I'm looking at Twitter blue right now. It says all the existing blue features, edit tweet, uh, 1080p video uploads, reader, custom navigation, bookmark folders, top articles, and more. Uh, coming soon, rocket to the top of replies, mentions, and search. So apparently that isn't there yet. Oh, that's not even in. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's coming soon. Um, <laughs> it says tweets from verified users will be prioritized, helping to fight scams and spam, but not yet. Uh, coming soon, also see half the ads. <laughs> they couldn't just cut half. that. Just half. No. <laughs> um, there is a new one where you can post longer videos. Fucking YouTube exists. Nobody... Nobody, YouTube and TikTok exist. <laughs> Nobody is using Twitter as their main video platform. Um, it says get early Unless access. they're uploading porn. Yeah. Get early access to select new features in Twitter Blue Ads. Now, one thing I will say about Twitter that I, I don't like that people do is if you are going to post porn and stuff, please flag it as like as sensitive content. Because if I'm yeah. scrolling through my tweets, I just I sometimes I don't want to just see dick on the t on my Twitter. Every once in a while, um, it says you also get longer tweets. Create tweets, replies, and quotes up to four thousand characters long. Because I 
I want to write a book report on Twitter. Yeah, I could just use Mastodon and get all these features for free. Yeah. Edit a tweet, get up to, it says you can edit five times within 30 minutes. NFT profile pictures. Show your personal flair and set your profile picture to an NFT you own. Because you I, can't just... You know, I could just... I could set it to an NFT I don't own because it's just a, a ping. Just a, yeah, a PNG or a JPEG, yeah. And then it says 1080p video upload. Share your favorite moments with 1080p video, not even 4K. Because, you know, I can upload for free 4K on YouTube, right? Like, I could, I could do that. Well, anyway. I don't know. YouTube's about to have a new director. That might not be the case anymore. That's no, what Aroa's getting on the platform. That's that's Aroa's new job. He's getting. You he's weren't getting, supposed to tell anyone. I didn't know. You didn't tell me. I just figured it out. Uh, yeah. You would be. And I'm adding NFTs to YouTube. <laughs> it's it's coming. The the dude is coming and taking the the lady's place. Apparently, is really big on NFTs. So get ready for unskippable ads that's tailored to your personal viewing habits. I don't know if you're telling the truth, but is that is that true? That yes. is indeed true. We weren't going to talk about it this week, but uh, you needed to use your platform to stick it to the Dems, I guess. Or the, 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 the Republicans. The, the Repubs, I mean. I didn't, I I'm, didn't, not, I'm not a political guy. Nobody posted anything in the other news stories. Also, so, I didn't have a story for it. Okay. Yeah, I also completely forgot uh, to post the thing about how GoDaddy has had hackers in it for the last three years. Awesome. Uh, by the There's way, also gotta... the story about the dude who lost his Microsoft account because he traded in his iPhone and his uh, authenticator wasn't backed up. Oh, yep. That, yep. that one would, it would have even been applicable to what we were talking about with the other story. See, and, and we're they, bad at this. They, very bad. All the news stories just forgotten this week. But uh, we will hopefully forget fewer news stories next week. Uh, thank you for being here, Aroa. Yeah, I was I was here. And thank you for being here, Connor. I was definitely here. We'll be back next week with some more news stories. Uh, goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.